No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the third Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where God instructs Israel to go to war against the tribe of Benjamin. This results in heavy losses on both sides as the nation enters civil war. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Judges chapter 20 on Simply the Bible. When I was a young man, I remember reading a book called Love Must Be Tough by Dr. James Dobson. It was instrumental to my understanding of the means God uses to bring a disobedient soul to Christ. What is true of an individual is also true of a nation. The nation of Israel had disobeyed God. Everyone was doing what was right in his own eyes. Such actions had led to moral depravity in the tribe of Benjamin and brought the nation to civil war. Now all Israel was gathered to be God's instrument of discipline to this rebellious tribe. We continue in Judges chapter 20, verse 18. Then the children of Israel arose and went up to the house of God to inquire of God. They said, Which of us shall go up first to battle against the children of Benjamin? The Lord said, Judah first. It is interesting that they waited until now to inquire of God. They had already made up their minds to go to war. Many times we don't start with prayer. We make our plans and then ask God to bless them. Or we pray, should we do this or that? But what if God has a third option that we haven't considered? Wouldn't it be better to pray, Lord, what would you have us do? I have always loved the prayer of Jehoshaphat when he faced an army that far outnumbered his own. For we are powerless against this great horde that is coming against us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. In this case, the children of Israel had already determined what they were going to do. But at least they inquired of God to see which of them should go up first. Judah was the Lord's reply. So the children of Israel rose up in the morning and encamped against Gibeah. And the men of Israel went out to battle against Benjamin. And the men of Israel put themselves in battle array to fight against them at Gibeah. Then the children of Benjamin came out of Gibeah and on that day cut down to the ground 22,000 men of the Israelites. And the people, that is the men of Israel, encouraged themselves and again formed the battle line at the place where they had put themselves in array on the first day. These were heavy losses for Israel. No doubt they were shocked for they were convinced of the rightness of their cause. And hadn't the Lord authorized their advance? Nevertheless, they mustered their courage and reinforced their front line. Then the children of Israel went up and wept before the Lord until evening and asked counsel of the Lord, saying, Shall I again draw near for battle against the children of my brother Benjamin? And the Lord said, Go up against them. So the children of Israel approached the children of Benjamin on the second day. The loss of so many of their comrades was a great cause for sorrow and weeping. 
They again inquired of the Lord if they should go up against Benjamin again. Go up against him was the Lord's reply. When circumstances don't go as we expect, there is nothing wrong with us seeking the Lord again to make sure that we're still on the right track. It's easy for us to take a misstep. Therefore, we should seek fresh guidance for every day. And Benjamin went out against them from Gibeah on the second day and cut down to the ground 18,000 more of the children of Israel. All these drew the sword. So in two days of fighting, Israel lost 40,000 men. What was going on? Didn't God tell them to go to war? Then all the children of Israel, that is, all the people, went up and came to the house of God and wept. They sat there before the Lord and fasted that day until evening. And they offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. On day two, they wept, fasted, and sacrificed burnt offerings and peace offerings. So why did God allow them to suffer such great losses when they were doing His will? We don't know. Early in our ministry, we felt called to start a church in San Francisco. At my pastor's suggestion, I went on the radio for several months. We advertised. Then we began a weekly Bible study. After nine months of commuting weekly from Sacramento, the study hadn't grown. One day, my pastor asked me to go out with him for a cup of coffee. He told me that he didn't think the ministry there was going to grow without us living there. He encouraged me to intern with the church there in Sacramento on their pastoral staff. I welcomed the opportunity, but I confessed to him that I didn't understand why God allowed me to go through all that only to shut the door. I will never forget what he said next. He just laughed and said, Daryl, there are many things you won't understand in ministry. The last 40 years have proven to me that he was right. There are many things I don't understand, but I know that God is good and that God is faithful. So the children of Israel inquired of the Lord. The Ark of the Covenant of God was there in those days, and Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron, stood before it in those days, saying, Shall I yet again go out to battle against the children of my brother Benjamin, or shall I cease? And the Lord said, Go up, for tomorrow I will deliver them into your hand. For the longest time, Israel was paying no attention to the Lord's commandments, but everyone was doing what was right in his own eyes. But now they were praying, weeping, fasting, and sacrificing. Now they inquired of God in the prescribed manner. They sought the high priest, Phinehas, who ministered before the Ark of the Covenant. Presumably, he inquired of God with the Urim and the Thummim as the law instructed. And this time, God's answer was more specific. Go up, for tomorrow I will deliver them into your hand. Let's face it, doing the will of God isn't always easy. I think sometimes we forget that we are in a battle. Warfare is never easy. Many times it doesn't go as we hope. There are lessons of faithfulness, perseverance, and sacrifice. Israel would suffer great losses, but God assured them of ultimate victory. And now they were seeking him 
with all their hearts. Then Israel set men in ambush all around Gibeah, and the children of Israel went up against the children of Benjamin on the third day and put themselves in battle array against Gibeah as at other times. Dividing their forces and setting men in ambush around Gibeah was a new strategy. So the children of Benjamin went out against the people and were drawn away from the city. They began to strike down and kill some of the people as at other times in the highways and in the field, about 30 men of Israel. And the children of Benjamin said, They are defeated before us as at first. But the children of Israel said, Let us flee and draw them away from the city to the highways. So the Israelites lured the Benjamites out of the city and fled before them and began to suffer losses again. Thirty men fell. The Benjamites naturally assumed that this day would be as the previous two. So all the men of Israel rose from their place and put themselves in battle array at Baal Tamar. Then Israel's men in ambush burst forth from their position in the plain of Geba, and 10,000 select men from all Israel came against Gibeah, and the battle was fierce. But the Benjamites did not know that disaster was upon them. The Lord defeated Benjamin before Israel, and the children of Israel destroyed that day 25,100 Benjamites. All these drew the sword. So the children of Benjamin saw that they were defeated. The men of Israel had given ground to the Benjamites because they relied on the men in ambush whom they had set against Gibeah. This is sort of an overview of the day's entire battle. This time, the Benjamites suffered a loss of 25,100 men total. And the men in ambush quickly rushed upon Gibeah. The men in ambush spread out and struck the whole city with the edge of the sword. Now the appointed signal between the men of Israel and the men in ambush was that they would make a great cloud of smoke rise up from the city, whereupon the men of Israel would turn in battle. Now Benjamin had begun to strike and kill about 30 of the men of Israel, for they said, Surely they are defeated before us as in the first battle. But when the cloud began to rise from the city in a column of smoke, the Benjamites looked behind them, and there was the whole city going up in smoke to heaven. So here we get the details of the battle. As the Benjamites left the city and cut down 30 of the Israelites, the men in ambush put Gibeah to the sword and then gave the smoke signal. When the Benjamites turned around and saw the smoke rising from their city, they knew they were in serious trouble. And when the men of Israel turned back, the men of Benjamin panicked, for they saw that disaster had come upon them. Therefore they turned their backs before the men of Israel in the direction of the wilderness, but the battle overtook them. And whoever came out of the cities, they destroyed in their midst. They surrounded the Benjamites, chased them, and easily trampled them down as far as the front of Gibeah toward the east. And 18,000 men of Benjamin fell. All these were men of valor. Then they turned and fled toward the wilderness to the rock of Rimmon, and they cut down 5,000 of them on the highways. Then they pursued them relentlessly up to Gaidom and killed 2,000 of them. So all who fell of Benjamin that day were 25,000 men who drew the sword. 
All these were men of valor. The Benjamites sought to flee into the wilderness, but they couldn't escape. They started with 26,700 fighting men, but 25,100 of them died that day. But 600 men turned and fled toward the wilderness to the Rock of Rimmon, and they stayed at the Rock of Rimmon for four months. And the men of Israel turned back against the children of Benjamin and struck them down with the edge of the sword from every city, men and beasts, all who were found. They also set fire to all the cities they came to. Civil war is so immensely devastating because all the casualties are a loss to the entire nation. The great tragedy was that all this could have been avoided if the people had obeyed God in the first place. But sin will always pay the wages of destruction. There is a good lesson here for us. We can spare ourselves much evil and harm if we will just listen to God's word, receive it in our hearts, and act upon it. We don't have to experience God's tough love. It's much better to experience his tender, loving kindness toward those who do his will. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Next week, we'll see the many problems that occur when the Israelites make a vow not to give any of their daughters to marry a Benjamite. We hope you'll join us as we conclude the Book of Judges on Simply the Bible.